0: Heroes of Haddad!
1: Welcome to episode 286 of Heroes of Hanta. What a milestone we've hit, people. It's 286. You know, it comes great after 285. So we're very proud to have reached that milestone. And we are very appreciative and very thankful that you've chosen to listen to us and um, you're letting us delight your ears for the next uh, 30 to 45 minutes, is usually the uh, amount of time we go for. I remember when we first started this podcast, we'd go for about an hour. I think one of our longest ones, about an hour and didn't we do one for an hour and 30 minutes once? Didn't we do like a... Didn't we do something where we play the game together? And that was like for an hour and 30 minutes? Oh, gosh, yeah. You, for like yes. our anniversary or something?
0: We did. I did think we, we did. But when we recorded in person, things went a lot longer as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you just couldn't keep your hands off each other. I know. It's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, this is Heroes of Handheld, and this is a podcast dedicated to handheld gaming. So if you play anything handheld gaming related, so you know your mobile phone ios android windows phone who or uh nintendo switch of course the um the the poster child which is on the pedestal the nintendo switch which we love the most if you play any of those then you're a hero and you're welcome very welcome into our flock i'm colin one of your hosts and uh, over there in the the big l uh, the big smoke the windy city uh what else is there the, the big rock that's, that's not a real one um it's chris
0: hi Hi. sorry i was just photographing a bird outside my window and by that i mean of the avian variety not a woman (laughs) that would be a really weird way for me to introduce oh just some bird look at that bird um how are you doing mate yeah
1: all good um been a while since we spoke we took last week off which i feel we deserved because we've i think we did like four or five weeks um in a row which is quite rare for us you know especially recent years Um, so ready and back firing off all cylinders to talk everything handheld gaming because i've been playing a lot of games and i know you have as well so exciting but first before we get into that you know two days ago because we're recording on the 6th of may uh two days ago was may the 4th be with you uh yesterday was revenge of the fifth oh very good yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely made that up. Definitely me made that one up. Um, so I thought, in celebration of that, this has nothing to do with gaming. Well, it has in a in a way. This is related to gaming because there's a very long winded link here. But um, I decided that I would start by watching um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace because I have not seen that film since I was probably about ten, or maybe a bit younger, or maybe older. No, ten must be around ten, and. Because I've been watching it on Disney Plus, because now Disney Plus is every single film in the Skywalker saga, as they call it. And I have to say, there are a lot of things in Phantom Menace that I didn't notice the first time around. Like, I didn't really, obviously, in my later years of all the memes and stuff, i I known there's a lot of um, politics in it, um, which is basically where the whole conflict stems from. But I didn't realize just the extent as to how big the politics is. It's all about trade routes being blocked. And, like, conspiracy theories. It's, it's very bizarre. It's very un-Star Wars-y, to be honest. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's good so far. I, I loved it when I was a kid, as most kids did. And I think it's fine. Ewan McGregor's great. Liam Neeson's awesome. Um, Natalie Portman, oh, a great cast. Jar Jar Binks, um, I, I realise now just how annoying he actually is. What were they thinking, honestly?
0: So annoying. But not a bad film. Not a bad film. I do think with those films, like some of the casting is so good. Like you and I know it's like a meme and stuff, but you and McGregor as Obi Wan is just like so on point. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know, man. I, you know, the prequels get a lot of slack and rightfully so in some respects. But there are consistently there are bits in there that are really cool, like Mm. pod racing. Is sick, and it's like, you know, something I think those that those films do really well is make the universe feel a lot wider, and like this idea of like random planets where like I don't know, everyone lives underwater, or everyone uh, races around like kind of speed, you know, speedily around like sand dunes and stuff is like, I think there's this world building stuff in there that's really cool, and yeah. Okay, it comes at at a cost and the cost is like some of the dialogue obviously is, you know, infamously not good. But I think those those prequels, there's something in them. And George Lucas uh, is obviously, he's got vision. Like he is good at, there's a reason he's as as successful as he is.
1: Mm. I think what people, maybe people didn't like this, but what I do appreciate about the prequels is how... George Lucas actually tried something new. Mm. He tried to, you know, d- a different type of story. And he said this in interviews, that he didn't want to just retread the steps he'd already done in his older films, which I guess a lot of Star Wars fanboys did not like. They just wanted the same thing. And obviously they got, you know, what they wanted with The Force Awakens um, from J.J. Abrams, which was basically just the first film, again, for a new generation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got a pre. I mean, the dialogue, yeah, is i wouldn't i mean one of my favorite lines so far is uh when obi-wan turns to Jinn and says um what does he say oh yes he uh he says you're right about one thing master the negotiations were short yeah. and it's like what a joker what a joker anyway so, so you have not the whole thing no no i've watched it in the parts, but i'm about half about half an hour into it so far i watched a bit of it last night and it's I, i'm enjoying it so far you know just as much as i did when i was younger remember all the toys i had as well. Oh. Yeah. So good. Have you gone um, to
0: there's always a bigger fish.
1: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> there's always a bigger fish. Well people say that that's actually a very clever bit of dialogue because that links back to um, it links to Palpatine having Darth Maul. So he's he's basically saying there's always a bigger fish and that's a theme in the film. There's always a worse person. But maybe not. Maybe it's just a crappy bit of (laughs) dialogue. Anyway, so why this links onto gaming is because um, I've got a £25 uh, Nintendo eShop credit uh, voucher burning a hole on my account on uh, the Nintendo eShop. And I wanted to use it to buy a game, but I've decided to hold back because I want to buy Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, which is coming out on Switch on the 12th of May, so next week. And it's interesting, last week when we didn't pod, there was actually an article... Uh, published that uh, the um, developer or the publisher of the um, a reworked version coming to Switch, uh, it's coming to PS4 as well. The PS4 one's actually been delayed until the 26th of May, but the Switch one is still coming out on the 12th of May. So uh, they haven't given a reason as to why it's been delayed, but looks like it's something to do with a rating system or something like that. But no, I really want to play that. Um, it's coming out next... The 12th of May, when is that? That's next Thursday, am I is that right? Four or five uh no, next, Tuesday. next wednesday next, 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 oh brilliant even uh less time to wait so yes i will uh be laying down some brass tacks that makes no sense i'm gonna be laying down some uh free virtual space points on that next week and i look forward to that anyway uh, uh how did you celebrate may the fourth
0: <laughs> um i didn't really do anything particularly uh star Wars-y. what was may the fourth monday what it was Monday, yes. On Monday, I was working, and then I was playing Animal Crossing, because that's all I do with my life now. And then I was playing, oh, oh I did buy all the Overcooked DLC. Oh, is uh, it any good? It is so, so good. So I've been playing it online, and one of the really cool things is that if you say, Colin, you didn't own the Overcooked DLC, and I did, mm-hmm. you can connect to my Switch, and you can play it all. So you don't have to have it. We just need to be able to play it together um so i've been playing that online and it is very good but it is very difficult i started off um so there's the uh the camping um dlc there is the carnival dlc there is uh the surfing one and there is the hangry horde i think there might be another one i'm just forgetting no those are those are the ones those are the levels i think um and then there was the free like christmas and uh chinese new year and stuff lunar new year um which was which I'd already kind of touched on but oh man it is so difficult like I so I'm playing um in like bursts because like I just find it like it's such a good game and then it's definitely one of those ones where you fall victim to doing the same thing wrong over and over again you know that feeling when it's like you go into kind of autopilot and then you don't realize what you're doing wrong because you're not Kind of maybe paying as much attention as you should you're be you're not learning you're just like exactly you're doing the same thing trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. actually do it yeah um but oh my gosh it is so good the cafe dlc is so bloody cute like you're making s'mores you're like making breakfast on open fires for people um and like all the levels have like a kind of like uh river like log flume river rapid vibe and yes yeah, so i can't wait to touch on the other levels i don't know what ones to do um where to go next um but it's kind of interesting like because i'm playing it online with a friend and we've played it online together quite a lot but we've only played it in person like a little bit so it's sort of interesting like because obviously in person you can you know restart the levels as many times as you need to and it's like it's fine and you can sort of sign away the afternoons playing over overcooked uh i've cooked two i should say but online it's like i feel guilty about restarting even when it's like gone very very wrong because it takes such a long time to redo the level um so it's sort of interesting about like, how it skews your perspective a little bit but anyway to conclude overcooked 2 dlc and i bought it when it was on sale it was 30 off so so good very good fun the new chefs i'm playing as a beaver i'm playing as a werewolf colin it is so bloody good so yeah if you have overcooked 2 and you have you know you feel like you've got as much out of it as you want to the DLC is incredible
1: well that sounds shit hot i must say
0: yeah it's really good i'd really I-, I would really recommend it and like i think it's um like obviously in the current global climate uh, online games are really proving their worth like the good ones are really sticking out and i think overcooked 2 is so good for online and the fact you can play the dlc with only one of you owning it is like i think that's such good you know that that shows that the people who who make it team 17 are obviously very keen on uh people as many people enjoying it as possible as opposed to just rinsing everyone for money yeah so yeah i'd recommend it well that's
1: just that's just fantastic just just great what are you, you still playing?
0: you still play Animal Crossing as well? Oh yeah, of course. Animal Crossing. Uh, I have finally made my uh, Clifftop Cafe that I've been working on for weeks. It looks very very cool. No biggie. But I'm a bit of a uh, bit of a legend in the game. They added the um, Earth. No, not Earth Day. What was the DLC themed around? Anyway, they added some DLC around like. Um, I know it was around Earth, Day, like gardening and, and horticulture, which is quite good. Um, and now they've updated the game so that it's Crazy Red. The fox who sells you dodgy paintings and sculptures can come to your town. I love Crazy Red. He's a little cutie. Um, so, yeah, I'm still making my way through. I like that the game feels significantly different every month. Like, so much changes with regards to how the island acts and stuff. That's so much to do. And I've just unlocked the ability to... Um, spoilers uh to terraform so the island that you start off with doesn't have to look like how it is um for the whole time you are uh in there because you unlock the ability to build cliffs and um do like change rivers and make water and stuff so it's going pretty well
1: wow it so uh, it is impressive that you're still so into it after all this time because it must be about well, it's March it came out, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, but so don't, don't forget, well. Colin, this is exactly how I was with New Leaf. Like, I love these games because I love that you can put three hours in and do loads of stuff, or you can put half an hour in and it still like feels like a slow... It's such a slow burn that it's just... Oh, it's just great. I love it so much. What a game. <laughs> what a life. I know. What a life. Um, what I'm a glad you're play. enjoying that.
1: Oh, Chris, I think I've gone through a lot of different games since we last chatted. So I, was I still playing Thief Simulator when we last spoke? Yeah. Well, I completed it, mate. Completed it, mate. Completed it, mate. mate. Completed it, mate. Yeah, done. Over. Um, I have I completed the main campaign, and it ended... I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but uh, yeah, it, and there, there is definitely an ending, Um and if you want to keep playing it, you have to load your previous save to do so. But I didn't feel inclined to go back in and do any more because I basically purchased everything I could, and I could I could have kept, you know, raking in more cash and stuff. But I didn't really feel the need. One thing that I do feel a bit aggrieved about in Thief Simulator, I really enjoyed my time. It was really fun, um, really addictive. It would have been nice, similar to how you do it in Animal Crossing, is with the money being able to up upgrade your homestead and where you live mm. because you don't have that option um you don't don't get up the only thing you can put use the money for is to buy new items to help you make it easier to rob people and it would be nice to have like you know customize because you have a car and you have an outfit and you have a place where you go back to to sleep a house uh, well, it's not really a house it's like a garage it would be nice to be able to use the cash on upgrading like how you look and your car and um where you live that would be nice um just cosmetic thing but uh, it wasn't in there um unfortunately but i did enjoy it and it ended It was very the last robbery i did was it was a very very tough one um multi-layered loads of it was very clever how they did it but i managed to do it in the end and uh, the ending was um let's just say it was quite explosive um quite an explosive ending there um but yeah there's definitely definitely i was wondering whether there would be an actual ending but there was and it was very good so i definitely recommend it and uh, i got it for a great price anyway enough of that so i finished free simulator but since then i've been i've moved on to two other games sonic mania now sonic mania is a game i've had for a couple of years and i was playing it um back when i first got it but then i sort of for- I didn't forget about it but i put it to one side because i was just getting really really frustrated with it well i finally went back to it and what a game that is i mean it's got universal praise it's if you love the old Sonic from Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic or Knuckles, you'll love this. It's absolutely brilliant. It's it's basically the original games, the original game with reimagined levels. So levels like Green Hill Zone and um, you know, all the, the favorite ones. But they basically reimagined all the levels, so there's different obstacles and different things you have to look for. Uh, they've even got um, unique new um, levels that they've created. The boss fights are amazing. It's just absolutely brilliant. The music is absolutely fantastic. And the the final boss battle in this game, the music is absolutely phenomenal. Honestly, some of the best music I've heard since Hotline Miami. And I don't say that, you know, lightly, because Hotline Miami has some of the best music ever in video games. Exactly. I will need to find... The final boss battle, was the music was brilliant. So good. I absolutely loved it. Um, and you can play back through as different characters I'm now playing back again as knuckles and I'm pretty sure there's different uh, obviously there's different layers to it because knuckles has the ability to climb walls obviously tails can fly and sonic can do his dash attack thing um so they all have diff- different layers to the gameplay the bonus levels which are from Sonic f- 3 I think the bonus levels are we have to change all the blue balls to red which sounds a bit weird but um if you if you know you know, loads of those bonus levels the the uh, so boss battles are great it's there's one level in particular which I'm pretty sure was created just for this new version I might be wrong it might have been in the new newer game um, where you are on you start on a plane uh, you're on the um the whatever it's called on the old plane and tails is flying you but then you're on a train and it's just great. it's, it's so clever it's, the the features they added in they're, they're like gimmicks but they they work. There's one instance where you go into this sort of spring, and you end up going into the background. So you're not on, and then you can go backwards and in and out, in out from the back. And there's one bit where you're in, you're playing a game of Tetris as well against Doctor Robotnik. It's just, it's just so clever. It's such a clever game. It's so well done, and shows that Sonic can be done. And Sonic's got a lot of hate for more recent three D iterations. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Sonic. I've played Sonic Generations, which came out about five, six years ago now. Maybe a bit longer, which was another fantastic game, which blended 3D and um, 3D and 2D really well. And I even played Sonic Unleashed from 2012. Whoa, which I thought, I thought that was okay. I had no issues with it. <laughs> yeah, sure, it was a bit repetitive, but
0: the music was great and it was very
1: colourful. So there you go. It was all right. The werehog bits were a bit annoying, though. Well, I don't think I, don't think I ever finished it. I don't think I ever finished it, actually. It is so, crazy
0: ta- how much, like... Sorry. to How much stuff... Like, how many different versions and iterations and weird concepts Sonic has gone through. Like, wasn't it, like, a Sonic and the Golden Rings?
1: Yes, that was on Wii. Yeah. What and a, Sonic and the Last Knight, time. as well. We had a sword. <gasps> yeah! Oh, my and goodness. The, um, and more recently, there was Sonic Boom, where they basically reimagined all the characters and they all have neck scarves for some reason. And Knuckles is... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And they had like Like a a, yeah like cravats and stuff.
1: Yeah, so random. It's almost like they had to go through all these failed iterations before they came back to where it all started and did it right. Because Sonic Mania is one of the best Sonic games I've ever played. Have you watched
0: the film yet?
1: I haven't. No, I do still need to watch that. It's surprising because I love Sonic, and you say it's great, and everyone says it's good. So you know, I, I will. I will watch it at some point.
0: Definitely. Is it on Netflix? Uh, Pass. I I think it did get put out to streaming stuff early because I think they were like, we can't can't watch this DVD. I think it's Amazon Prime. Uh. Yeah.
1: I'll see, um, but no, it's great. Sonic Mania is brilliant, and um, yeah, you if you love Sonic, it's only like I think it's under ten pounds now. It's it's so worth your time. It's such a great game. The levels they've added in, you can tell the people who have made it have, have got such a love for the original games. Uh, it's just, it's been done with such care and such like love. It's just it makes it makes me a bit emotional thinking about it because it's just such a great experience. Um, it's it's challenging. It's not easy. As no Sonic never was, but the uh, it's worth your time. It's. Uh, it's, it's great. And also, um, last thing I'll just mention before we get on to the news, because I know we've got, we've got a few bits of news, I've actually been playing another game this week, if you can believe that. Now, this one took me by surprise a little bit. Um, I, we may have spoken about this before, but I can't remember. I downloaded the game called Warface on Nintendo Switch. Now, this is a free-to-play online first-person shooter, which I didn't know about. I'm pretty sure I didn't know about this. It was free, and it came out on Switch in February, and no word of a lie. It's one of the I've not played many on Switch. To be honest with you, It might be one of the first ones, but I think you'll be hard, hard pressed to find a better first-person shooter on Nintendo Switch. It's such it's so well done, um, and how it works is it's you play with other people online or you play play with friends. You get put into a team of five, and there's missions you have to complete. So it's mission-blade. You're, you're against players, you're playing against AI um, enemies. But you have to work together to finish a mission. And that can go from you know getting an ammo drop, to just getting to a checkpoint, to killing a certain amount of enemies. Um, but it's really, really great. And I would definitely recommend it because it's free. Um, and there's no reason why you shouldn't get it. I mean, there are things that you can pay for to... Um, enhanced experience but you don't need to i've i've not had to pay any money and i've been playing it for a couple of i've paid a couple of hours a couple of days and i was really surprised as to how good this game is um i you know for a free game um and for a you know the switch which doesn't have a, a huge repertoire of first person shooters which are any good it's really great it it looks okay it's probably ps3 graphics i would say but that doesn't really matter um the guns are really well uh, there's a limited amount of guns you can unlock guns by playing more games getting xp but the the guns you start with are fine there's a um, submachine gun a sniper um but it's good it's called warface and you know i I couldn't recommend it enough if you're a fan of call of duty and things like that definitely give it a go because it's free and everyone likes free that's the best thing that's that's the you know what's better than paying a pound
0: Pay nothing it's free how many people do you play online with like what's a match how does it feel to play a match it, the games i played
1: you play with up to five different players five um players and people can join more sure in the middle of a game as well um i've had no connectivity issues as of yet i found it's been run quite smoothly um everyone's quite fair as well you can you can choose to be a medic, and if you're a medic, you can revive people if you go down. And I found that people are quite good at reviving each other. There's quite a good team spirit in it. I mean, there's there's no benefit on going solo in this game, because if you go solo, you will get overrun. It is is very challenging. It's a t- Even on the easy ones, it is quite hard. Um, so... Yes, it's five players and definitely worth your time. And uh, Chris, you should download it and we should we should play. We should battle.
0: Alright, I'll download it later on and I'll give it a play over the long bank holiday weekend. Hey. Woo, clean so as beans, nice one. Um well, speaking of uh bank holiday weekend and long and um games and stuff, we've both also been dabbling in Niantics. Now, let's not spend ages talking about this, um because No let's let's talk about it forever. <laughs> Because I, I know you could, but Niantic um, have updated both Harry Potter Wizards Unite and Pokemon Go with the mechanics that allow players to play more readily from home, uh, which I have been playing around with this week in the Pokemon Go angle, and I know Colin, you've been playing the Night Bus on Harry Potter Wizards Unite. For my yeah. money, on Pokemon Go. Um, I think some most of the stuff they've added is really good in terms of um, the ability to uh, complete tasks very easily from home, and they give you a free task a day as well, so you can keep your streaks going. Uh, incense now lasts an hour rather than half an hour, although I don't know if that's because of the pandemic or because of some random other event that's happening as is the way Pokemon Go, but that's been really good. And Incense seems to bring in like a wider variety of Pokemon than it used to. Um, and the other thing that they have brought in, which is a little bit more uh, curious, is remote raid passes, which let you fight raids from far away. And I would say this is a great idea, but I think it is a little bit flawed because if you're raiding in real life, right, say, say you're walking home, Colin, and you walk past a pub that you know is a Pokemon Go hotspot, and you see someone out there, some someone out there raiding, and you're like, oh, I can get in on this. I can go and play with this person playing. You walk over to them, um, and you can play a raid together. The remote raid pass thing is great if there was an easy way of organizing who else is going to be raiding at what time, because yeah. I've got no doubt that there are other Pokemon Go players in my Uh, area i know there are because often we you know have battled over the same gyms that i've been out getting on my government mandated walks and i know they have as well and yet when it comes down to it i just like i never ever find anyone in the remote raids and like yeah you can use a pass to sit in the lobby and wait for other people to join you but if no one else is around like it doesn't make it you've just wait you've just waited to pass as far as i can tell mm. so it's like it's a bit of a weird concept really because they've taken the what you had before which was a visual cue that other people were raiding and it seems to just be you know you don't even have that unless i'm missing something which is very perfectly plausible um but again you know i just wish there was a way you could click on a raid now we're all raiding from home click a raid and just say i'm going to be playing this raid like but i don't want to use a pass but I am here, and then other people will use their passes, and then you can use yours with more confidence. So, slightly Mm. flawed idea, but um, I do like it, and I have used it to do some lowest quality stuff, just not anything legendary.
1: I think um, it does seem very flawed to me in what I've seen. I think, don't you have to pay for one of these passes as well? Um,
0: You do, but they they aren't massively expensive, to be honest. No. Um, I think... What is interesting
1: to me, I assumed that how it would work is um, you go into a lobby and other people can join. Yeah. And, and like, you know, so you're put into like a, a pen and other people from around the world or wherever will join yeah. the same lobby. And then you get put into a, maybe a random raid battle rather than uh, one that's near you.
0: Yeah, no, it has to be one that's visible on your map. Yeah,
1: which I wasn't, I didn't realize this till a few days ago when I logged in to have a look. Um, I think in the, it's very interesting that they've decided to go this route with Pokemon Go because, in terms of Harry Potter Wizards Unite, which is always from the ant, is also from the antic. They sort of knocked out the park a little bit with what they've done. Uh, complete opposite. So, are you okay if I move on to Harry Potter and just see yeah what yeah, they've yeah, done yeah, yeah yeah do? Well, they've done a similar thing. The the big. Um, battle thing in harry potter wizards unite is fortresses where you get to there's different tiers and different challenges and you basically fight different types of magical beings which are you send back to the magical world um, so it works very similar to gyms where you have to go up to a fortress you have to be near it and then you wait for people to join and you can battle together um, against foes to get um, rare foundables and xp and you know all that sort of stuff but what they've done is they've added something called the Night Bus. And we did mention this the last podcast we did. And how this works is you click on the Night Bus button and you get transported to a fortress at Hogwarts School. So everyone is sent to the same fortress. And then when you're in there, you can see how many people are in the lobby waiting to play. And then you can join it. And then once it's full, you can then all join and battle um together. So you're basically playing against people from around the world or around the country are all in the same holding pen as such and it actually works so well um it's it's really good so even if you if you're a solo player like i am i don't really know anyone else who plays the harry potter wizards unite and don't normally get to battle in fortresses with other players it's actually really great and a breath of fresh air and it's actually allowing people to experience a different um, part of the game that they weren't necessarily you know that familiar with and I'm surprised they haven't done the same thing for Pokemon Go, to be honest with you, where you go into like an ver- online sort of holding pen and then once there's enough people who are there, you all go in together. It's, it's interesting they've done this for Harry Potter and not for Pokemon Go. I don't know why they would have done it like this. I mean, they could have very easily done the same thing for um, po- uh, Harry- uh, Wizards Unite, where you can only go to fortresses near you and you, can, uh, you have to wait for people near you as well to join the same fortress. But the way they've done it, it's really worked well. And a lot of people on the forums, I've not heard one negative thing about it. People are loving it. They've not had the experience of battling with other players before. And it gives you a chance to fill up pages in your registry, which you might not necessarily be able to because you don't normally battle in fortresses. Um, So Harry Potter really is in a good place at the moment um, they've also got another brilliant event running as well which is great they've got event I mean Pokemon Go is doing the same thing but they've got event after event going on um, you get more um, energy spell energy because that's appearing on the ground everywhere there's more foundables from, from just one position so it's just it's just great it's, it's, it's really working well and the stuff they've added is really great um, really great and I'm really enjoying it but it's a shame that uh, it's not doesn't sound like it's really the same thing
0: yeah, although Pokemon to be Go. fair, Niantic have said that they are looking at implementing a system where you can invite friends to raids on Pokemon Go. So maybe that'll help things out in the long run. Maybe. Who knows? I guess it depends. I mean, to be fair, it's better than adding nothing. And, you know, they could have not done anything. So I think that is that is good from them. Um, and yeah, you know, who knows? I guess it depends how long we'll continue to stay locked inside for. Um, Should we move on to some news? Yeah. So speaking of locked inside, uh, after everything that's happened with E3 um, not going ahead in its traditional format this year, uh, Eurogamer are now reporting that Nintendo will delay its typical E3 direct broadcast in June um, due to complications arising from the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, VentureBeat reporting this as well. And um, it looks like they're going to be moving their, their their equivalent of an E3 Nintendo Direct into later in the summer uh, because all the staff are having to adapt to working remotely. Um, and it looks like, you know, we already sort of know they're going to be announcing a bunch of Mario remakes. But who knows what else is coming um, from this announcement. But yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's very interesting because when these big events get cancelled and big things get cancelled I think sometimes there's an assumption that people will just be able to make it you know everything will just happen from home and it'll work fine actually this is very much a very apparent case of there are teething problems when you have to shift your entire workforce to you know presumably working from from home or working remotely and things don't just get can't always necessarily just get done as quickly as they used to be able to
1: Hmm.
0: so we'll see what happens with with that um because you know nintendo e3 is a big deal uh was it last was it last e3 that they announced banjo kazooie in smash i think that might be two years ago wasn't that the it was was last last year, year but i don't know if it was at e3 um i remember watching it at work Banjo announcement smash smash! Oh gosh, it was so good. Do you remember that, that announcement trailer? The eleventh of June, twenty nineteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. Oh gosh. Oh, it was so good. Let's just go back a year and just watch that again. Having to sneakily watch it at work, and when you think that they're playing you, and then suddenly Banjo and Kadooey pop out of nowhere. Ah. Didn't the um? Do you always play?
1: as Banjo-Kazooie now then. I played
0: last week, funnily enough, uh, I played with some friends online and I did play as Banjo-Kazooie, but I I love Banjo-Kazooie. They are not particularly gifted to my skill set. I would still much rather play, you know, a Captain Falcon or a Marth or play a Lucas or someone like that um, because Banjo-Kazooie, very good, very hard to play.
1: So this is probably a conversation we've had a lot
0: in the past. But who is the strongest character in Smash Bros? You can't just ask that, Colin. They're not that. There's no objective, correct answer. It depends on the player more than the character. You know, this isn't. This isn't like. All right, what's the best art in the world? Trick question. <laughs> was... The best art in the world is when I'm playing as Captain Falcon. There you go. I'm sorry, I'm just watching
1: the announcement trailer from last year, Ban Banjo kazooie Oh, so good. What
0: such a, a... Banjo kazooie rare in the go. Um Yeah. Oh gosh, it was amazing. Um what else is happening news wise, Collie Wally? I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, well, the fact that Nintendo have reset the free
1: trials for um Nintendo online services. Nintendo Switch Online. Uh you can enjoy a seven-day online pass uh for free so if you want to try out the online services without um laying down a large chunk of money you can for seven days but now nintendo have very nicely reset it so even if you've already redeemed the free trial you can get it again so that's good um i'm assuming this is in light of uh you know people not working as much now potentially and um encouraging more people to play online because more people have switches now i guess um, this is good, but it's, what was making me chuckle when I was reading um, the replies to this tweet, just the amount of negativity that it's got about saying, all oh, the servers are so terrible and stuff like that. <laughs> like someone just put like a picture of hashtag fix ultimate online.
0: Yeah, Smash Online is still, um, it's better than it used to be, I think, but it's still not uh, the same as, but it's never going to be the same as playing in the same room as someone, is it? It's saying that they don't have servers, it's peer to peer. Is that right? uh pass that's a bit above my pay grade
1: well apparently that's because that's if i i don't know much about this sort of stuff but that means if it, it takes the connectivity from one of the players so rather than having a server where everyone's connected to so basically if one person's signal drops out everyone drops out
0: mm, yeah because you're waiting to find out what those other people are doing i think i guess there's strengths what, and weaknesses yeah. to each way right
1: yeah but there you go so if you've already if you don't have nintendo switch online at the moment you've already already tried the trial you can do it again so by golly why don't you because people love free stuff
0: yeah for sure and you do you know you if you play the uh you do the trial you get access to the um uh nez and snes games for a week as well so that might tickle your pickle oh boy Although that's definitely one of those things that was like, oh, that's cool, and then I've not really touched them.
1: Yeah, I tried one and it was absolutely terrible, so I didn't play them again. So
0: there you go. Um, I can't. The game wasn't. In other news, uh, also on the Switch, on the Switch uh, bandwagon, is that now in Japan there is a new best-selling retail game um, on the Nintendo Switch, and it is, of course animal crossing new horizons and what is absolutely mad about this statistic is that this game has now sold more copies than some games that have been out since the switch launched or near there there or there thereabouts. so um the lifetime sales of the um animal crossing new horizons in japan and now 3.85 million units um which puts it now above the second place contender Super Smash Bros. also at 3.66 million units this is all coming from Twisted Voxel by the way uh, and originally from Famitsu other the top five rounding out are Pokemon Sword and Shield 3.57 mil uh, Splatoon 2 3.38 mil and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 2.89 mil interesting that um, Zelda isn't on there I'd have thought that would have been in the top five
1: Hmm.
0: but I guess this is Japan centric and what do they know? Well, quite. Um, but this is mad. I mean, the game's been out three months, and it's already sold more than some games which have been out for over you know over a year, over two years. I'd love to
1: know how much money it's made today worldwide. It yeah. must have made back its production budget by tenfold, surely.
0: They could not have asked for better timing, and it's obviously, mm. it's like. I wonder if there'll be anything from Nintendo where they will put a, like a chunk of profits into like a, a COVID-19 charity or something because the 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 way that this game has come out it's like they could not have asked for better timing. And obviously that's not me saying that it's a, you know, it's a horrendous time, but I mean like Everyone is stuck and wants escapism. Nintendo is here to offer you a game that you can play every day. That will offer you a little bit of escapism every morning. Like, come on! Like, that's amazing. That's they've been really like lucky's the wrong word, but you know, they couldn't ask for a much better situation. I'm just looking.
1: I've just done a quick Google for Nintendo donating, and the only thing I can see is that they donated nine thousand five hundred face masks. Okay. Um, that's about it but i'm sure they've done other stuff as well yeah they might just Stop be keeping, keeping it quiet stuff. as well to be fair yeah maybe um so yeah that's
0: interesting what else is there what 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 the heck else else is there well the last little news is, is a little game called bug fables which is uh made by dangan entertainment and is coming uh it's already out on um other platforms i believe uh, but it's going to Switch, ps One, Xbox One this May the 28th. And this looks, I would say, the most like Paper Mario, probably. Except you play as tiny insects on a kind of 2D uh, hand-drawn style. The trailer is very, very cute. We'll embed it on com, And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And I will um, hopefully pick it up as soon as it comes out. Because it looks very, very good fun. And... You know, I love Me's Paper Mario. It looks charming, it looks silly, it's all like 2D and a 3D world, which I love. Yeah, real, real cool looking. Made by Dangan Entertainment, and it comes out later on in May.
1: I'm just having a look here at yeah. um this game reminds me of a game that I reviewed a, a few years ago for the Vita Lounge. What was that called? It was like a a bug game where you play as like a grasshopper or something and it's oh oh what was it what was it i'm going to, have to find it god there's a lot of boob articles jesus What I read a lot. Of, yeah a lot, of, a lot of boob from jrpgs yeah
0: you wrote a lot of those didn't you
1: yeah i actually did that's, that's the scary thing uh oh come on oh spell spire oh my god spell spire i forgot about that i love that game i still play spell spire sometime no, wait, you really? Yeah, it's good. It keeps oh, my brain fresh. I love that game. I was obsessed with that. Very clever, that one. Um, I'm going to find it. Uh, uh, oh, Ninja Senki DX. I forgot I played that as well. It's the only game I forgot about. Uh, I'm going to do one last scroll because I want to find this. Game, please be on this pay. Oh, maybe I didn't review it. Maybe I just played it off my own. God, that, that picture is literally just bait. I had a picture of like, someone wearing a short skirt. Jesus.
0: Crazy. This is great content for the podcast listeners. Thanks. Oh,
1: it's so annoying. Uh, Mm. There was basically just you have to use your imaginations. There was a game I played that had a bug in it and you climb trees and it was on Vita. So there you go. That's my that's my two cents on that one. Looks great. Looks like a great game, Chris. Thanks,
0: mate. Yes, I'm keen. Well done. (laughs) Brilliant. Anyway, um, so I think that's it.
1: Um, what are you playing this week? What's what's going down in your household?
0: Uh, what am I going to play? I'm going to play some... I bought Bastion on sale on Switch, so I might dabble with that. Realistically, I'll probably just keep playing um, Animal Crossing. I'm going to play some more of that after we've done on this very podcast. And uh, I'm still dabbling with the Division 2 on PS4 as well, so I'll probably give that some hours over the bank holiday. Um, and then a little bit of Pokemon Go. Just taking it easy, mate, to be honest. What a dream. You what about you? You're going to download Warface as well. That's what you're doing. I will, yes, I will download Warface, but you're going to have to text me to remind me to download Warface. Sure will. I'm going to play more Warface.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I do still want to try and finish Star Wars Fallen Order because I still can't get past the bloody final boss battle and it's driving me insane.
0: Oh, it's
1: so annoying. If anyone's played Fallen Order, am I the only one who struggled with this final boss ridiculously hard, so annoying, so annoying.
0: Anyway, how can people get in contact, Chris? Well, it's really simple, you can email us Heroes of handheld at gmail.com you can write to us by uh, hiring a plane and sending it into the sky and then writing a tweet to at handheld podcast or you can go on our website heroes where you can uh, click the links that we put to all the original journalism that we report on and much much more good stuff over there the archive and old reviews and you can sort by tags and stuff like that so if you you know if you want a little bit more from your heroes of handheld friends then there's loads of stuff out there for you Brilliant! Yeah, it's a definitely time. listen. Definitely
1: listen to draft passes. That was a highlight. Mm. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week in some form. One day next week, we'll see. <laughs> bye. Have a great bye. week. Bye. Love you.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye.
0: Right.